Hallelujah. Isn't God good? If you would, brothers and sisters, I want you to grab hold of somebody and just begin to pray a word of intercessory prayer just with somebody that you are sitting next to. You don't know what they're going through, don't know what they're dealing with. As a matter of fact, they probably did everything that they could do to come into the church this morning. But because of your prayer, because of your prayer, I know they're going to be all right. So if you would, just take a few minutes, just a few seconds there. Just, just begin to pray for that person. Intercede for that person. Forget about yourself. Forget about your life. Forget about what you're going through. And just begin to pray for that person. Oh, bless your name, Lord. Oh, bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, you've been good. God, you've been kind. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, the hand that we're holding right now, Lord, I ask that you would touch them now in the name of Jesus. God, I ask that you would touch them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Move upon them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And it is so. And it is so. And it is so. Now come on, just give God a praise for what he's already done. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I ask that you would touch me as your servant. I ask that you would help me to minister a word to your people. God, I ask that you would give me articulation, that you would give me specifically what to say and how to say it. But most importantly, Father, let your anointing rest, rule, and abide so that every word that comes out of my mouth, it is anointed. I ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. God's been good to you at all in any way. Just praise him this morning. Oh, come on, come on. We can do better than that. Woke you up this morning. We got you started on your way. You ought to give him some praise. Come on, just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Amen. You may be seated. I do give honor to God who has allowed all of us to be here on today. And I specifically want to thank God for your pastor being a part of my life. He changed my life. He allowed God to change my life. And I appreciate him very much. He is celebrating 50 years as pastor of the West Angeles Cathedral. Brothers and sisters, help me. Help me on this morning just to give a bit of encouragement to my friend, my mentor, 
Come on, let's hear it for your pastor, the presiding bishop of the Church of God in Christ, Bishop Charles Blake, Sr. Amen. 50 years is a long time. And I believe that in, I believe it was in 1969, there were a few people that had a little problem. But I think he's done pretty well. What do you think? Amen. Thank God for him. I also want to thank God for the assistant pastor of our church, uh, who is a good friend. Come on, let's hear it for the assistant pastor. Pastor Charles Blake, Jr. Charles Blake II. Man. Now, this next lady, I know that you love because I love her and I know my wife loves her very much. None other than the first lady of this church, Lady Mae Blake. We thank God for her. Mentor and a friend. Thank you for being there. Amen. Amen. We have a... Uh, a person who has moved from Arkansas to California, and she is here on today. She is a, a missionary, just a wonderful person. Missionary Thea Mitchell is in the house, and I thank God for her. She has been very supportive, and she is now in the California area, so we thank God for her. And brothers and sisters, um, 16 years ago, I had the good sense uh, to marry this young lady. <laughs> um, Ever since she was 14, you know, she was in love with me, but I didn't figure it out. Oh, come on, you'll catch it later. <laughs> I didn't figure it out until about uh, 20 years later. You know, I was a little slow, a little slow. But thank God for Lady Michelle Rudolph. I thank God for her, and I love her very much, and I appreciate her for being here with me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Aren't you glad to be saved on this morning? Amen. Brothers and sisters, we are going to the book of Amos. The book of Amos, the ninth chapter. The book of Amos, the ninth chapter. Amen. Amos, the ninth chapter. If you have your Bibles, I'd appreciate it if you would stand for the reading of the word. Y'all pray for me because I heard that Elder Macklin really preached this morning. Amen. Thank God for him, my friend. Amos 9. Amos 9. I'd like to read to you verses 11 through 15. And you will find these words recorded. In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof. And I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and of all the heathen which are called by my name, saith the Lord that doeth this. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him that soweth seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities, 
and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. I went to the Message Bible and I found uh, another, uh, another rendering of this particular passage of Scripture, and I would like to share it with you as well. But also on that judgment day, I will restore David's house that has fallen to pieces. I'll repair the holes in the roof, replace the broken windows, fix it up like new. David's people will be strong again and seize what's left of enemy Edom, plus everyone else under my sovereign judgment. God's decree, he will do this. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. Somebody just shout blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables and I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, your God says so. Put your Bibles down just for a second and just like you grabbed hold of somebody earlier, I want you to grab hold of somebody else on this morning. And if you would, brothers and sisters, if you would just look at them, look at them real good. I know some people think they're cute, you know, some people think they're handsome. But look at them real good. And help me say, neighbor. neighbor. Yes, indeed. yes, indeed. It won't be long now. Long now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll give somebody a high five and tell them it won't be long now. I don't know what you're going through, but it won't be long now. Say it with me again. It won't be long now. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. It won't be long now. Even though Amos was considered a minor prophet in the Bible, he had something very major to say. He was from the southern kingdom of Judah, but he preached in the northern kingdom of Israel. Amos wrote at a time of relative peace and prosperity, but it was also out of neglect during that time to the laws of God. According to his writings, he spoke against an increased disparity between the very wealthy and the very poor. His major themes of social justice, of God's support and divine judgment have become staples of prophecy. Amos is even the first prophet to use the term the day of the Lord. This phrase becomes so important and became so important because in the day of the Lord, according to Amos, would be a day of doom. 
But he also mentioned that because God was so good and that because God was so kind, that there was a day coming of social justice. I thank God that we have congressmen like Congressman Rush with us here on today because there are people like him who support and believe in social justice. And these people, just like Congressman Rush, they are followers of Amos. Some of Amos's main teachings specifically said that God is personally in control of everything. Amos made it clear that regardless of what the pagan religions thought, he said that God is not only the God of Israel, but God was the God of the entire world. Amos also said that all of your prayers and all of your sacrifices really don't mean a thing. Because according to his scripture and according to his writing, he is saying that those things do not make up for bad deeds. The practice of religious acts, it's no insurance against the judgment of God. According to Amos, we must be holy and we must be without blame and we must be without sin. But he also said that irrespective of your deeds, there is a measure of faithful service. Amos went on to say that behaving justly is more important than any ritual. Ceremonial worship has no value. The only genuine service of God consists in justice and in righteousness. There are so many references to what Amos wrote and to many of his teachings, and they can be found in certain modern political and civil rights speeches. And Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream, King states that we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like mighty waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. And this all comes from Amos because Amos was the first to say that we are to allow justice to roll on like a river and righteousness like a never-failing stream. Well, I come to this particular portion of Scripture because every now and then, no matter how saved and sanctified I am, and no matter how much Holy Ghost I have on the inside, every now and then, me, just like you, we all have to receive a bit of encouragement. Don't you want to receive some encouragement every now and then? Don't you want somebody to compliment you? Don't you want somebody to push you and support you? Well, Amos was saying that in the midst of what I'm going through, and the midst of what I'm dealing with, I am here to tell you that there is a word from the Lord. And that word, according to Amos, is that regardless of the, the, the problems in our country, regardless of the problems in his time frame, regardless of the problems in the biblical days in which he wrote, I'm here to tell you that there is an answer and there is a word from the Lord. And that word is, no matter what you're going through, no matter how dangerous the situation is, no matter what they say or how they try to hit you or hurt you in any way, I came to Los Angeles this morning just to let you know that it won't be long now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The God that I serve is going to make things better. Now, there are just a few reasons why I believe that God's going to make things better. Would you follow me this morning? 
First of all, according to the scripture, the Bible tells me that faith is what I have that entitles me to know that everything is going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, come on, faith tells me. Faith tells me that everything will be all right. Psychologists say that we outwardly respond to our subconscious thoughts. So in other words, they are just saying what the Bible has said all along, that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The Bible also goes on to tell us that all things are possible to him that believes. So regardless of what you're going through, if you have the faith to believe that God can open any door, if you have the faith to believe that the God you serve, not only can he open the door, but he will leave it open for you. If you have the faith to believe that the God you serve, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what's going on, if you have the faith, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, there is no mountain that you can't climb. Oh, bless his name. As a matter of fact, if you're a child of God, all you got to do is tell that mountain to get out of your way. And the God that I serve will move the mountain. How many people believe in mountain moving faith? Oh, bless his name. So faith is that substance. And I am glad that I have faith because I believe that the same God is able to do what he did in the Bible. The same God still raises the dead. The same God still opens blinded eyes. The same God still makes ways in a desert. The same God that, I, that we served back then is the same God that can do it for us right now. So the faith that I have will allow me to go above and beyond where I am right now. Tell somebody, you just got to have faith. Oh, come on, tell them, you got to have faith. So I believe it won't be long now because my faith says that it won't be long now. It also won't be long now, brothers and sisters, because I have a relationship with the Lord. Tell somebody, I got a relationship. Now this may seem very simple to some, but please understand that because of my relationship, I have access to the throne. I'm gonna say that one more time. The Bible tells us that because of my relationship, I have access to the throne. In other words, I don't have to go through you in order to get to Jesus. I know some of y'all really believe in the prayers of other individuals. I know you really believe that if you can just get to this person, that everything will be all right. But because of my access to him, oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. I got God on speed dial. Oh, oh, thank God. You, you got to understand that because of your access and because of your relationship, you have access to him. I am a child of God. Oh, that ought to be enough for everybody in here just to start praising God. Are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Come on, don't fool me now. Are you a child of God? Oh, bless his name. If you are his child, you've got a relationship with him. 
There is no time that's too late. There is no time that is too early. All you have to do is just, just say, Jesus, I need you right now. Oh, bless his name. God, I need you now. I can't take it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I can't do this by myself because of the relationship that I have with him. I have direct access to him. In other words, according to the scripture, I can come before the throne of God boldly. Oh, bless his name. I don't have to be timid. I don't have to be scared. I don't have to go around and wondering whether or not he's going to answer, but because of my relationship, because of my hope, because of my faith. Oh yeah, he woke me up this morning. I got a relationship with him. He started me on my way. I've got a relationship with me. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. I've got a relationship. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank God for the relationship. Thank God for the relationship. Thank God for the relationship. Others may turn against you. Others may turn you down, but the God that I serve, he still parts waters. The God that I serve still will do everything because I'm his child. I'll touch somebody and tell them I'm his child. I'm his child. It won't be long now because I got faith. It won't be long now because I have a relationship. But let me tell you something. It won't be long now. Come on, say it won't be long now. Because of my faith. Because of my relationship. But because of my past experiences. I know people don't like to dig into their past because a lot of times there are things in your past that you don't want anybody to know. There are some things in your past that you don't, you, you don't even want to bring it up again because at this point, you are holy. At this point, you are saved. At this point, you are sanctified. And you know, there are some people that really believe that they have been shipped in from heaven on the weekend. And they really believe that. They really believe that nobody can touch them, that they're untouchable. But I want your mind to just linger just a little bit. Well, there was a time when you weren't in church. There was a time you weren't excited about coming into the house of the Lord. There was a time when everything didn't seem as it is now. There was a time when you didn't have what you have right now. But the God of your past that bless you in spite of yourself is the same God that cleaned you up, that saved you, that changed you, that turned you. That God has the ability to take your past and use it for his glory. Many of us, if God had not changed us, if God had not done the things that he did for us back then, we wouldn't be where we are right now. 
you always know that God was in your life because somebody was praying for you. It might have been a grandmother. It might have been a mother or a father. It might have been a church mother. It might have been your church family. But somebody was praying for you. And those past experiences really weren't as bad as they could have been. Because somebody had prayer all around you. Somebody had love all around you. And because of my past experiences, I know that whenever the enemy comes in like a flood, whenever the enemy starts messing in the finances and messing on the job and messing in the home and doing all of those types of things, I know that the enemy senses that God is about to do something miraculous. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Whenever things get bad, watch out. It won't be long now because the God I serve, he helped me in the past and I know he's going to shape my future. As Bishop Blake says, I see you in the future. <laughs> oh, bless his name. Because of my past experiences, because of what I've gone through, because of what I've dealt with, because of the problems and situations that I have had, God has the ability to take my past and use it for his glory. It won't be long now because the enemy would not be on my trail if, he, if God was not about to use me. I, I'm telling you right now, the devil would not be trying to stop what God is going to allow to happen. Oh, come on, tell your neighbor, keep on walking. Come on, keep on running. Keep on doing it. Keep on believing. It won't be long now. Well, because, because of my faith, I know it won't be long now. Because of my relationship, I know it won't be long now. Because of my past experiences, I guarantee you it won't be long now. But the God that I serve, watch this, the God that I serve, the Bible says that there was a physical curse in the Bible. Are you with me? There was a physical curse put upon us in the Bible. In Genesis, the third chapter in the 17th verse, it says, because you have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. But because of the God that I serve, because of the God that I serve, God has reversed the curse because the king has come. God now says, not only will you be blessed, not only will blessings fall upon you, but watch this. The Bible says that new wine will drip from the mountains and flow from the hills. The last time I checked, Nothing grew up there on the mountains. Nothing grew on top of the hills. It's too cold and the soil's too thin. But the God I serve, the God I serve, he can take a barren place and make it fertile. The God I serve, oh, bless his name. 
Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. The God I serve, he will allow grapes, grapes to come and, and a great harvest to come and I didn't even plant it. The God I serve says I'm going to open a door. Oh, bless his name. That you had nothing to do with at all. I'm going to give you vineyards that you didn't even plant. I'm going to let you have the blessings on your, in your life. As a matter of fact, you're going to be blessed in the city. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're going to be blessed in the city. Oh, you're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the city. And you're going to be blessed in the field. Oh, watch out now. It won't be long now. The God I serve, the God I serve, he will allow, he will allow, he will allow great things to happen because of my faith. He will allow great things to happen because of my relationship. He will allow great things to happen because of my past experiences. But I'm here to tell you right now, he is going to allow good things to happen because he said in his word, oh, bless his name, he said in his word, I will never leave you. Oh, come on. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. When my father and mother have forsaken me, God says, I'll take you up. He will never leave me. Oh, tell your neighbor. Come on, tell your neighbor. Neighbor, it won't be long now. Come on, tell them like you mean it. Tell them like you mean it. Come on, say neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Watch out now. It won't be long now. I know, I know, I know you've gone through problems, but it won't be long now. I know, I know you've dealt with circumstances, but it won't be long now. I know, I know people have turned against you, but the God I serve told me to tell you this morning, keep on walking keep on moving it's gonna be all right as a matter of fact tell somebody neighbor it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right i'm blessed every time i turn around every time i turn around god is blessing me every time i go into one direction God blesses me every time I move to another level. I receive another devil, but I've got the same God. Tell somebody the God I serve, the God I serve, the God I serve. He's got my back. Come on, put your hands together. Come on and bless him. 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 The God I serve. The God I serve. The God I serve. Don't you worry. 
don't you fret the God I serve he'll stand up when other people sit down on you the God I serve he's walking with me every step of the way the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pasture he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over surely goodness surely goodness surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life it won't be long it won't be long it won't be long it won't be long grab somebody by the hand and tell them it's not gonna be long it's not gonna be long now I got faith to believe it's around the corner I got faith to believe because of my relationship it's gonna be all right tell your neighbor tell your neighbor because of my past relationships I know God I know God will make a way out of no way say yes yes tell two or three people it won't be long now it won't be long now it won't be long now as a matter of fact, if you're out of the audience and if you have any other doubts, if you believe that you're dealing with some issues right now and you just need prayer, I, I dare you to come to this altar right now with your hands lifted and just give it over to God. Come on, just a few seconds here. If you just come with your hands lifted, wherever you might be in this audience, just come now. Come on, come now. Come now. It won't be long now. It won't be long now. It won't be long now. Wherever you are, wherever you are, come right now. Come now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, lift those hands. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. It won't be long. It won't be long. It won't be long. Oh, bless your name. It won't be long. It won't be long. If you have doubts, if you have issues, and if you know that you're dealing with some things, come to this altar and just leave it at the altar. Come, 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 get closer, come, come, just come. Wherever you are, just lift those hands and tell God about it. It's none of my business. I don't need to know anything. I just need you to give it over to the Lord. Just give it over to him now. Those of you in the audience, if you would just pray, give it over to God, give it over to God. Just give it over to him right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless your name. God, I thank you now. I thank you now. God, I ask that you would touch now. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you would strengthen now. In the name of Jesus, touch now, touch now, touch now, touch now. In the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you now for those who have come to this altar. We thank you now for those who are here. God, I know that they're dealing with problems. I know that they're dealing with circumstances. But Lord, I know that you've got everything in your hands. I know that you can handle every situation, no matter how dangerous it is, no matter how terrible it might be. God, I know that you can do it now. And Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, you touch everyone at this altar right now. Right now, touch them now. Come on, brothers and sisters, just tell God about it. Over the next few seconds, just tell the Lord about it. Tell him about it. God, I need a closer walk with you. God, I need another relationship with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, bless your name. Oh, bless your name. Oh, bless your name. Father, I want to thank you for those who have gathered. I want to thank you for those who are here. God, I know they're dealing with situations, but God, I know you can do it. I know you can make a change. Oh God, it won't be long right now because you are in the midst of my situation. Oh, bless your name. Oh, thank you, Lord. God, every person under the sound of my voice, those who are at this altar, God, I ask that you would touch and strengthen them now. I ask that you would heal and deliver right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, I rebuke you right now. Oh, enemy, I come against you by the power and by the authority of God. I cast you out of this place. I cast you out of our minds. I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. Everything is all right. Oh, bless your name. Now just give God praise and thank God. Come on, thank God. Just thank God. Thank God for what he has done. As you go back to your seats, just thank and praise God for what you have done, what the Lord has done. Come on, praise him, praise him. Come on, praise him. Oh, bless your name. Oh, bless your name. Oh, bless your name. Oh, bless your name. Thank you, Lord. As they go back to their seats, with every head bowed and every eye closed, Bishop has asked me to do this. There might be somebody here today, somebody here today, and you are not saved. Brothers and sisters, it really doesn't matter anything else in your life. What's most important as you ask God to come into your life? With every head bowed, every eye closed, there might be someone here today. And you say, Brother Preacher, I am not saved. And I know that if I were to die this moment, it would not be a good situation. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you're not saved, just, just lift that hand, lift that hand, lift that hand. If you're not saved, if you don't have Christ in your life, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is the situation, Hallelujah. Just lift that hand. I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. God, for those who have gathered in this place. But most importantly, Father, there are people that may have lifted their hands and they say, Brother Preacher, I am not saved. I want to be saved. I ask that you would just repeat this prayer after me. Father, 
I thank you for this opportunity to come to you and to accept you as my personal savior. Oh God, forgive me for everything that I have ever done in my life that was against your will. And God, if you do that, as you promised, I will live for you for the balance of my days. Amen. If you're here today and you have prayed that prayer, I just want you to come. Whoever you are and wherever you might be, if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you say, Brother Pastor, I prayed that prayer because I believe that God can change and make a difference in my life. Oh, bless his name. Just come. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I ask that you would come. I ask that you would come. I ask that you would come. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just come. Just come. Oh, bless your name. There you go. Come on. Let's give them a hand. Just come. Just come. Just come. Come on, brothers and sisters. Give them another hand. Come on. Give them another hand. Now I give you back into the hands of the pastor. Those, if you would please come. Come. If there are still people coming, come. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, put those hands together for the pastor of West Angeles, Bishop Blake. Let's praise God for the man of God. I want to thank God for those who have come forward. You've prayed the sinner's prayer. The Lord has heard your prayer. If you prayed sincerely, every sin you've ever committed is forgiven you this day. And you start a journey with the Lord. He will never leave you, never forsake you, but he'll take you all the way into your destiny. I want to know your name. I want to write you a letter this week. I want your name on my prayer list. I want to pray for you. I'm going to send you to the prayer room. They will get that information for me and minister to you. I want you to follow this dear brother to the prayer room. God bless you as you go. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. God bless you. God loves you. Come in this direction.